Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Psalms 512 in the King James Version says, For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, will thou compass him as with a shield. Oh, that's a good verse, isn't it? That's one you should probably quote every day. Father, I thank you for your favor compassing me about with a shield. Amen. Amen. Psalms 512 in the Amplified Classic says, For you, Lord, will bless the uncompromisingly righteous, him who is upright and right standing with you as with a shield. You will surround him with goodwill. Oh, I like that. Pleasure and favor. Oh, man, that's good. Isn't it? He's got goodwill and pleasure and favor for us. He surrounds us with it. Amen. Boy, that's a loving father, isn't it? You know, he, he takes the time to bless us with his good pleasure and his favor. Amen. So the righteous God blesses with his favor on their behalf. He's talking. Is he talking about you? Is he talking about me? Yes, he is. Let's go over to Romans 519 real quick. Romans 519. He says, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Did he make us righteous? Romans 5, 9. Let's go over there real quick. Did he make us righteous? Well, Jesus went to the cross and he paid the price for you to be made righteous. So when you're born again, we're made righteous, aren't we? Romans 5, 9 in the Amplified here. It says, therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous. Now I'm reading the Amplified. If you're wondering, the Amplified is justified a little bit for us there. It says, therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Boy, that's good, isn't it? So it says here, that so he made us righteous, didn't he? He declared us righteous. We're not trying to get righteous, are we? No, we are the righteous. You should say that every day. That's something that we should get up and confess every day. I am the righteousness in Christ Jesus. Amen. Say that with me. I am the righteousness in Christ Jesus. You know, that's good to say every day because the enemy likes to make you feel horrible, doesn't he? He likes to make you feel bad all the time. But you are the righteousness in Christ Jesus if you've accepted Jesus as Lord. Amen. So who are we? We're the declared righteous and the right standing before God, aren't we? That's us. You say, look, look at yourself right now. Go, hey, I am the righteousness in Christ Jesus. You might look in the mirror and say, I am the righteousness in Christ Jesus. Now, you may not feel like it. Did he say that's how you feel? No. You know, when you get saved, do you feel saved? No, you know, but you are the saved. Amen. And, you know, maybe today you don't feel righteous. You know, maybe you had a bad week or maybe you did something wrong even today. You know, well, you know, you need to say to yourself, I am the righteous in Christ Jesus. Amen. You need to make sure that you the, de you, the devil's not speaking louder than you. You need to be talking to yourself. You know, sometimes we need to talk to ourselves, don't we? Say, I am the righteous in Christ Jesus. You know, you need to speak it to yourself daily. You should get up and put, I mean, that should be one you pin on your refrigerator there or put on your dashboard of your car. Say, hey, I am the righteous in Christ Jesus. Amen. 
And, you know, after a while you confess it and you keep saying it, you'll start feeling it. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. I am the righteous in Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, you know, you need to say it. Say it out of your mouth till you start feeling like it on the inside. And get it. You know, we talked about that in our series talking about prospering your soul. Well, you know, you need to start saying it, you know, and after a while, after saying it, it gets in you, you know. And so, you know, you are the righteous in Christ Jesus. Amen. But we're not getting too much into that. But uh, so if we're the righteous in Christ Jesus, what is the blessing that he's talking about there in that verse? We were talking about there at the uh, very beginning of Psalms 512. He said, for the Lord will bless the righteous. So what's the what's blessed mean there? Well, let's look here real quick. Let's go on over to uh, Proverbs 10. Let's go to Proverbs 10. Proverbs 10 and 22 says the blessing of the Lord. What's it do? It maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. So we see that the blessing makes us rich. Amen. You know that people have a hard time with rich, you know, but the Bible doesn't have a hard time with rich does it you know and god made abraham rich didn't he you know he he wants to make you rich he's a good father you know he wants to bless you with all the blessings doesn't he you know and so it's important that you realize that the blessing it maketh rich doesn't it amen it maketh rich turn over to ephesians 1 3 real quick you know god would all through the bible you see where they'll speak they spoke a blessing on people didn't they and that's what he was talking about there, the blessing. And it made him rich. You know, the Bible talks about that. You know, they would, man, I'll tell you, Jacob, he wanted that blessing on his life big time. Why? Because he knew that it would make him rich, didn't he? He knew it would bless his life, didn't he, to have the blessing on his life, you know. So he he wanted to get Esau's blessing, and he he was willing to be do some trickery to get it, you know, because he wanted, he wanted that blessing, didn't he? Ephesians 1.3, let's go over there real quick. So what is the... The blessing. It's a spoken blessing, isn't it? Ephesians 1 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all, how many? All spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He didn't give us one, did he? He didn't give us part of them, did he? He, he blessed us with all spiritual blessings. That's good, isn't it? So the word for blessed is an interesting word. You know, there actually that scripture, it's a Greek word, blessed. It, and it, it means a spoken benediction to prosper. Look it up in the Strong's. It's a spoken benediction to prosper. That's what they used to do in the Old Testament. They just speak over a person to prosper, you know. And so, you know, it's a spoken word over your life, isn't it? You know, well, this particular word he's talking about, that was a spoken over Jesus' life. And of course, he was, a, you know, we became the seed of Abraham because of the genealogy of Jesus. And we're born into that family through Jesus. And, you know, once you get saved, you're in the family of God. And then, you know, you receive the spoken blessing on your life. Boy, that's good, isn't it? So when you get saved, what? You get the spoken blessing that comes from Jesus on your life. We're the seed of Abraham because of Jesus. Amen. And so we get all of Abraham's blessings, don't we? The Bible says that he blessed Abraham and he multiplied him, didn't he? And he received several blessings in his life. He became rich and he had babies <laughs> or he had baby. You know, he had uh, one baby, though, and, and as Sarah had when she was 90 years old. So, you know, it's not just when you get blessings in your life, you don't just get blessings. He, he touches you and he can help you have a baby, can he? He can help your your wants and your desires. You know, the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So he cares about your wants, doesn't he? Now, I know that's not what every preacher says out there, you know, because they think, well, you should just have enough. I heard one the other day listening to him and I, 
God bless his soul. He was saying, uh, you know, God just wants to, you to have enough. Well, no, that's not what God wants you to have. He wants you to have more than enough. He said, well, why would you, why would you want more than enough? Well, I remember I was in a service one time and my pastor, he was talking about prosperity and how you needed to have more than enough. I believe exactly what, that's what he was talking about. He's talking about prosperity. And a, a lady, an elder lady stood up in the service and she said, she said, well, why? she was saying, why would you want, you shouldn't want all those blessings in your life, basically is what she was saying, kind of paraphrasing there there. And the pastor stopped and he, he looked at her and he said, ma'am, and this was an elder lady. I was surprised that he corrected her in front of everybody. He said, ma'am, if you don't want more than what you need, then you're selfish. Think about that. You are selfish if you don't get more than what you need, because if you don't have more than what you need, then you can't be a blessing to someone else, you know, and we're not to be selfish. We should be believing God for as much as we can have, we can get so we can be a blessing to someone else. You don't think Solomon could be a blessing to somebody? You know, he was so rich that they actually threw the silver out. <laughs> he had so much gold that they, they were just chunking the silver, you know, he was a very, very rich man, you know. And when you're that rich, you can be a blessing. You can build churches. You can help the homeless. You can help all kinds of people. You can help Christians, you know. So you want to be prosperous in every way, amen. And, you know, it, it, if you're like me, and I, I bet you lots of people are, you know, the more you have, the more I can be a blessing to other people, you know. And people can do a lot, you know. It, it don't take a whole lot to be a blessing to someone else, you know. You can start right where you're at. I was uh, ministering to someone the other day. Uh, they were on the street and they came up to my car and I hand them a $20 bill. And she said that she had everything she had needed for the day. <laughs> so it didn't take a whole lot to help her, did it? But she had everything she needed for the day. And it was a homeless lady, you know, and, you know, God wants to bless them with more than enough. You know, he wants, to, he wants you to have way more than what you need so you can be a blessing to someone. Amen. So he wants to make your life better, your life better in every way. He, you know, remember, like I said, that he helps Sarah to have her baby. Well, that's, helping Abraham to be better in every way, you know, he, that's what he wanted, you know, and he wants to bless some of you, you know, and make you better in every way, you know, maybe you're desiring a, a husband or maybe you're desiring a, a wife or maybe you're just needing finances or maybe it's something else, you know, maybe he's trying to get you on the, get you in the plan of God. Well, he wants to make you better in every way. That's the way God is. Amen. He's a good father. Wouldn't you want to do that for your children? Yeah, you would. You'd want to do that for your children. Amen. You'd want to make it, their life better in every way, you know, if you're a good father and if you're a good mother. Amen. And God's the perfect father. He's the perfect example, isn't he? So we can see that we are righteous and that we are blessed. Amen. We're blessed and we're righteous. So what is the third thing he's talking about in that verse? Well, it's favor. Amen. What is favor? Well, let's look at favor now. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 4, 7. Let's look at that. Now, I'm going to read the Amplified. I like the Amplified a lot because it amplifies it and it breaks it down for everybody, you know, kind of makes those Greek words kind of come out a little bit more. So we're going to look at the Amplified version. Ephesians 4, 7. He said, yet grace, God's unmerited favor was given to each of us individually, not indiscriminately, but in different ways in proportion to the measure of Christ's rich and bounteous gift. So what does he say there? He says that yet grace is God's unmerited favor. Amen. Amen. That's what it is. It's in God's unmerited favor, isn't it? And favor produces opportunity, doesn't it? 
let's look at that Genesis. Let's look over at Genesis 39 real quick. Kind of trying to go a little bit slower so you have time to turn there. I was noticing I was going a little quick last week. Genesis 39, and you go down the 20th verse, and this is about Joseph here. And, you know, God gave Joseph favor, didn't he? Boy, I tell you, Joseph's life is an interesting life to study. And Joseph's master, now this is the 20th verse, he says, and, and we're reading the King James Version. It says, and Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in that prison. But the Lord was with Joseph. Aren't you glad God was with Joseph? You know, he's with you too, praise the Lord. Did you know the Bible says where two of us are gathered together, there he is in the midst of us? You know, he's right here with us right now. Maybe some of you don't even know that. Maybe you're thinking, man, God just seems so far away. No, he's right here, right now with us, praise the Lord. And he's ministering to you, praise the Lord. Maybe you need to hear from God today. You know, God loves you, doesn't he? You know, maybe you're in a pit like Joseph here. Joseph is in a situation here that seemed kind of dark, didn't he? Yeah, it seemed really dark. But God worked it out for Joseph, didn't he? The Lord, excuse me, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. What did he do for him? He gave him favor, didn't he? And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. So he pretty made him the head of the prison, didn't he? <laughs> That's pretty amazing, isn't it? He's in the prison, and you know he he's in there, and he, he shouldn't have been in there in the first place, but he was in there, and, he, and God gave him so much favor that you know it caused it caused him to be over everything. <laughs> now, I remember I was working one time at this uh, place, and uh, I was it was a paper place. It was actually the documents for a uh, um, an insurance place is what we did, and we counted uh, insurance papers and we sent them out. It was kind of interesting. I don't think they do that anymore. Everything's on computer now, but you'd count all the papers, you know, and we'd measure piles or what have you, you know. And after a while, I just kept getting promoted. I was in the bottom. I was counting papers. I was actually a temporary person. Then I worked my way up, and the next thing you know, I was over all the shipping. You know, by the time I was leaving that place, you know, and I actually trained somebody for my position when I left. And they, they didn't even have those. They were temporary people needing jobs. So I actually promoted and I, gave, uh, I, I trained one of the temporary people to make sure he had a job, you know. And we should. We should always leave, a, a you know, leave things better than what we had them when we were there, you know, or wherever we are. And, uh, you know, I was trying to leave there in a better situation. When I left, and I pro helped provide those two guys a job because I helped train them. They were temporary people and they ended up hiring them on full time, you know, and they got good jobs, you know. Well, when I left, they actually both bought me a, a dinner and everything and wanted to be a blessing to me when I left, you know, and it's it's amazing how, you know, if you leave things better, how God gives you favor, doesn't he? You know, well, Joseph here, he gets promoted and he's over everything and he just kept getting promoted, didn't he? And it was the favor of God, wasn't it? Well, we see that favor produces an opportunity, doesn't it? You know, God gave Joseph an opportunity to be over the prison. You know, but I mean, what if he didn't take that opportunity? You know, Joseph may still be in the prison. You know, what if he was real resentful? He said, no, no, I, I don't want to be over all this. I'm mad. I'm not even supposed to be in here. You know, it's easy to get resentful, isn't it, in some situations. This was a dark time. You know, he's in prison, not even supposed to be there. You know, yet they put him over everything, praise the Lord. So touch it, Joseph probably had a good attitude, didn't they? They saw some things in Joseph because of God's favor, didn't they? Well, favor produces an opportunity, doesn't it? 
you know, God's always producing opportunities for us, you know, well, that's what favor does, you know, the blessing that God's spoken, you know, over your life to prosper you, you know, but then the favor produces those opportunities for you, doesn't it? Write this down for me real quick here. So you have the spoken blessing on you and the favor produces opportunities for you to increase. You know, you, you, we get opportunities all the time, don't we? Is favor producing opportunities for you today? Look at your day and look at this week. Has God, you know, given you opportunities? You'd be surprised how often he gives us opportunities, praise the Lord. He, he's giving you opportunities all the time because he wants to prosper you, doesn't he? You know, so you need to be looking at those opportunities and listening to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Turn to 1 Corinthians 16th, the 16th chapter. And we're going to go to the ninth verse. And this is Apostle Paul, praise the Lord. I love Apostle Paul's teachings by the Holy Spirit. And this is the King James Version. It says, for a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. So there's a great door open to him here. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 16, 9. The Amplified, it says it like this, kind of amplified a little bit. For a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has been opened to me. There are great and promising one, and there are many adversaries. So God's given him an opportunity here, didn't he? He didn't say it's going to be easy, did he? But he said that he's opened a door for him. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 in the Passion Translation. I've been kind of getting into this translation a little bit, and you can kind of look at the Passion Translation with me here. It says, there's an amazing door of opportunity standing wide open for me to minister here, even though there are many who oppose and stand against me. For God gave him an opportunity, didn't he, you know, to be able to be a blessing to other people, you know. God gives us all opportunities, doesn't he? But we must be willing to walk through them so God can prosper us. Amen. That reminds me of a story. I was thinking about this. Uh, oh, last couple of days I've been thinking about this. Uh, my, one of my favorite movies is uh, Back to the Future, you know. <laughs> I, the reason why is because that was one of the first movies I saw. I remember going to this uh, theater, and that was the only movie they were playing when I went to the theater. And uh, my brother went with me, and I was so excited to go to the movie. You know, I went to the movie there, and it was the greatest movie experience. I've never seen anything like this, you know. And I, I went and saw Michael J. Fox's movie, Back to the Future. Well, I was watching a biography, you know, which I, I really liked that movie. And I was watching a biography on Michael J. Fox, you know. And uh, it was interesting because he was pretty much in poverty, you know. He went into, uh, to uh, California, and he um, got an opportunity to uh, take a job working on a sitcom. Well, that sitcom didn't work out very well. So he started, you know, trying to look for other opportunities, and he got an opportunity to be on Family Ties, you know, which is a well-known sitcom now. But, you know, he was living out of his car. He was in poverty, you know, and then he gets on that show, Family Ties. Well, you know, what if he'd given up after the first opportunity that he had there, you know? He went there, and he went to the sitcom and it, it, it didn't turn out like he meant for it to turn out. You know, what if he gave up, you know, how many times is, could we have given up just because of failure? Well, he didn't give up, you know, he's living out of his car and he's using a, a pay phone for his office. And I believe it was at a ice cream shop or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but he was actually using a pay phone to conduct all of his business, trying to get, get, you know, another opportunity. And then he uh, he gets on Family Ties there, and man, I, it just does really well for him, you know. Well, then he gets another opportunity that, to be on Back to the Future. Well, this movie becomes huge for him. It's a huge, huge opportunity for him. And, you know, it wasn't easy. You know, he had to work. He was still working on Family Ties, 
And then at night he was filming this movie. So, you know, it was a lot of work, you know, <laughs> he's got two jobs now, you know, and a lot of people probably already given up, wouldn't they? You know, having to do two jobs, you know, and he didn't know, you know, when he's doing that second movie, he doesn't know that it's going to be good, you know, but I mean, it, it ended up being one of the classic movies we have today and they made three of them, you know, but he was willing to work at night and, and you know, even when he was tired, you know, that's when we don't give up. So we're tired, you know, we keep going. Amen. Henry Ford says, made this quote I thought was really interesting. He says, it has, been, it has been my observation that most people get ahead during the time that others waste. You know, that's an interesting quote, isn't it? Well, you know, I mean, are you wasting time today? You know, I mean, Michael J. Fox was willing to give all of his time, you know, and it ended up being a blessing to his life. You know, he's, of course, he's got challenges that he faces, but it ended up being a major blessing to his life. You know, and we got to be willing to do those things that God gives us the opportunity to do. And maybe it takes work, you know, but you need to be willing to work. Amen. Are you waiting for all the conditions to be perfect? Well, you know, Paul's situation there, that wide door of opportunity, all the situation didn't look perfect, did it? Then you, you may, God may have given you an opportunity and you may be looking around saying, this is not a perfect situation. Well, you know, it doesn't matter. If God told you to do it, that's when you do it. Amen. And then you look at Paul's situation, there was a wide door and he's able to be a blessing to God knows how many people when he went through that door, you know, to be a blessing to many, many people, you know, and maybe God's trying to get you through a door right now. Maybe it's like I said, this condition doesn't look perfect. You know, you maybe say, well, I don't have enough finances. Well, God can bring finances. Well, maybe I, uh, my family's situation's not working. Well, it doesn't matter about your family. If God told you to do it, that's when you do it. Amen. And, you know, that's when the blessings are going to be there. Remember, like I said, favor produces the opportunity. You know, God's already blessed you and he's been wanting to prosper you. But you got to be able to let the favor in that door of opportunity. You need to go through it so he can prosper you. Amen. Paul saw a wide door of opportunity, but all the conditions didn't look perfect. What are you waiting on today? Are you waiting on something? What if Michael J. Fox has waited for all the perfect, all the situation to be perfect? You know, maybe you say, well, maybe after Family Ties, I'll try to film this movie. And he may have missed the opportunity. There was already another guy being filmed for that movie, you know. But, you know, well, what if he'd waited? We would never have heard of him, probably, except for Family Ties. And, you know, there's been lots of well-known sitcoms out there, you know. But this one movie, I mean, it has made him legendary, you know. And you think about that, you know. What if God's got some a better opportunity for you? Are you willing to work for it? Amen. What if he just, you took he took any job, you know. You know, what if he stopped after he had had that uh, challenge that he had in the first time? And he just stopped acting and he... You know, it's it's interesting. You think about that, you know, maybe you've had a failure. It doesn't mean you quit. Hey, man, you get back up, shake yourself off. I was thinking of Batman, you know, Batman Begins, you know. He says, what do you do if you fall? Well, you get back up again, you know. That's what we do. We get back up, hey, man. You know, and we look, we go through those doors of opportunity that God's given us. We don't, it doesn't matter if the conditions are, you know, not perfect. Remember that situation with David? David, when he faced Goliath, that situation wasn't perfect, was it? You know, he had to go out there and face Goliath. Now, God had prepared him, been preparing him. I said, preparing him. <laughs> he'd been preparing him. And, uh, you know, he'd been, he'd already fought, you know, different calibers of, of things that were against him, you know, like he fought a lion and a bear. So God was training him already, and he's been training you for the opportunities that he's got in front of you, you know? And he, he think about that. He was training with the, the lion, then the bear, which was bigger than the lion. And then now he's facing Goliath. 
you know, he's been working him up to this Goliath that he's facing. Now, if he, what if he didn't face Goliath? We may have never heard a day of it, huh? But he did face Goliath. And, you know, your situation, if you don't face the, the open opportunity and you don't go through it, are we going to hear of you? <laughs> what if he's telling you to write a book today? Or what if he's telling you to record a song today? Or what if he's telling you to minister today? And, you know, why don't you get out there where people can hear you? Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, get out there where we can see you so you can be a blessing to other people. Amen. Amen. You know, and maybe it don't look right. You know, David's situation you know, he'd been working on him, and this giant was way bigger than him, wasn't he? But David went went ahead and faced the giant, didn't he? I remember the story of our uh, when I was uh, I, I, my dad owned a sub shop, and I remember uh, when I was I think I was about twenty one, and uh, he the Lord had told me, and uh, I was trying I was pretty new to doing the things of God, you know, and he told me to make a, a sub shop into a coffee house, so. <laughs> You know, I'd been in a prayer group, so these people uh, were helping me, you know, to do this as something the Lord had put on my heart. I, I remember my aunt, she was in the prayer group. She actually created curtains that went around the front of this uh, front of this sub shop. And uh, my brother, he he brought cheesecakes. I mean, all kinds of great cheesecakes, you know. My dad provided the sub shop. And at the time, coffee houses were big, you know, and they'd play music in them and stuff. Well, what I did when he closed his sub shop in the middle of the night on, I believe it was Saturday nights or Friday nights, I'm trying to remember now, uh, when he would close it, I would uh, turn it into a coffee house in the front, you know, and I'd make it free to have cheesecake or to have coffee or flavored coffee or or, uh, you know, and uh, become come in to minister. And what we do is play some music. And then I would minister a message usually, you know. And, uh, you know, that's all I knew to do. You know, I was a new Christian, and this is what the Lord led me to do. Well, I, you know, I'd play guitar. <laughs> I remember I had a friend of mine that was from school, and he was actually, I believe he was he was drunk, and he came in there. I'm like, well, how did he even hear about this place? You know, I didn't, you know, I'd been converted. And he came in there, and I, I as a member, I got to minister to him when he came in there, you know. But I uh, had me in there playing music on a guitar, and then uh, they had a, a friend of mine was reading poetry, and then we had people come and they just listen and then administer a message, you know, or something like that. Well, I started out doing that, and then all of a sudden the uh, opportunity came. See, I got another opportunity, and uh, a coffee house opened, and they wanted me to come and play over at that coffee house. And so me and my friends, we went over there, and I started a thing that was called, uh, that we named it Artists for Jesus, and we'd have different artists, you know, reading poetry, and all this was Christian, you know. And uh, we'd do music, and we'd do all kinds of things throughout the night, you know. And then uh, it was interesting, because then we had different denominations from all different kinds of people, and we'd meet at midnight the Friday night before, and then we'd do this on Saturday, I believe it was. And uh, we'd pray about midnight all different denominations in a big circle, you know, and then uh, the next night then we'd come in there and we'd do our different arts, you know, and play, I'd play music and somebody'd read poetry and we just had all kinds of different arts in there. And then uh, I remember uh, the Lord had dealt with me, he said to uh, make these flyers and send them out to churches. The whole concept was to help uh, young people, you know, have something to do, you know, have somewhere to go and fellowship, you know, and uh, I, they, we brought these flyers after I printed them over to my prayer group, and we all laid hands on them and prayed for them. 
And uh, well, after we prayed for them, uh, I remember we sent them out in the in the mail to all the churches in the area. That was and this was interesting. I came back, uh, I believe it was the next week after advertising it, and we put these all in the mail. And uh, we came back, and the place was packed with people. I mean, just packed, and it seemed like it was packed from there on out with people all the time. You know, praise the Lord, and you know. And remember, I started this in the sub shop. Then God opened another opportunity for me at a coffee house. And then um, I'm there one night and I met somebody at the sub shop and she became the girlfriend or the uh, girlfriend of uh, my friend EJ. He passed away recently, Eric Burt. And uh, after that, uh, we went to do this coffee house and I ended up meeting my wife at the, uh, at the second coffee house that I was at. Now you think about that, you know, what if I had never started that front uh, coffee house at that sub shop. What if I hadn't gone to the next coffee house? Would I have ever met this, my wife? You know, and God's got blessings all along your pathway, you know, but you have to take those opportunities. Now, the situation looked really strange, you know. I mean, I started out as in a coffee house, and this was not, or in a sub shop, this was not a coffee house. <laughs> and I wasn't advertising it, you know, and I was just doing what the Lord told me to do, you know, and it leads for different things down your path if you'll just start where you're at. Amen. I remember one minister I was listening to one time, he said, just get the bike rolling. You know, if you'll get the bike rolling, God can steer the bike. I mean, think about a bike, you know, if it's sitting still, it can fall over, you know, and a lot of you are sitting still and you're wondering, well, why am I under all this attack and why am I dealing with so many pressures and having so many problems? Because you're not moving. You know, the bike falls over if it's, if it's just sitting still, but if you're rolling and you're going towards a destination, and you're focused, it's it's much harder for your bike to fall over. It's much harder for you to get in some of the circumstances that you're in if you'll get the bike rolling, amen? And you need to be rolling towards those things, those open doors of opportunity. You say, well, Jeremiah, this opportunity is out there, but I, I'm just not sure. I mean, these situations look tough. Well, just get the bike rolling, amen? And let the Holy Ghost lead you and guide you, amen? It's, it's interesting, when I, was, when I was talking to my wife about it, a dream she had the other day, and she's talking about uh, a, lit, a lidded pathway. I'm not going to go into all the dream, but, you know, God has a lidded pathway for you, you know. He has a, a guide and a direction for you, but you'll just see the first, you know, lidded path uh, place in front of you, you know, and then you take that first step, you know, and let God lead and guide you from there, you know. And it's good to say what we used to talk, we were talking about on Wednesday nights. We were talking about being led by the Spirit, that I, my steps are ordered by the Lord. I'm always at the right place at the right time. Amen. If you're always at the right place at the right time, you're in that plan of blessing. Amen. And you, you're going the right way and you can go in those opportunities that God has for your life. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy today, Father. We thank you for your opportunities, Father. There's somebody out there, Father, Lord, that's, that they're, that they're needing to get into these opportunities and they need to be going the directions that you have for their lives, Father, Lord. We ask that you help them, Lord. Help them to have the boldness and the strength to do it, Father. Help them to see that it's you, Father, Lord. Help them not to be able to sleep tonight until they, they do what you're telling them to do, Father. Help them to be encouraged today, Father. Help them to know it's a good plan, Father. You've got good things for them. You're just trying to get them where they need to go because you want to bless them, Father. And, Father, we just ask that you help them, Father, to get on that path and be guided by you, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' holy name. And we just give you all the praise and all the glory. 
And we just thank you, Father, for it. And if there's somebody out there today that's not saved, we want to give you an opportunity to be saved. I like to do that every service because I don't want to see anybody miss heaven, praise the Lord, and be up there. And we can just enjoy Jesus all the way down the yellow gold road, praise the Lord, and enjoy him in our mansion and just praise him all night long. <laughs> Amen. It's going to be a wonderful place in heaven, a place of praise. Amen. And a place of wonderfulness. It's all lit up by his glory. Amen. You should want to go there. There's no... Nobody crying there and everybody's healed. It's a good place. Amen. So if you believe God has raised Jesus from the dead, that's all you got to believe. Just pray this with me. Father, I just believe that you raised Jesus from the dead. And I just confess Jesus as Lord of my life. Just like the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10. If I confess the Lord Jesus has been raised from the dead and confess Jesus as Lord of my life, I shall be saved. And we just confess Jesus as Lord of our life. And I just thank you, Father, I'm saved in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, if you just prayed that with me, you can email me here at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. Love to hear from you, praise the Lord, and let us know and tell people around you that you're saved. Welcome to the family of God, praise the Lord. And, and you know, come on, get into our services, listen to some of our old messages, get back here on Wednesday. We'll have another live Wednesday night service for you. God bless you and thank you for being here. You have a wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for a prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.